What's up, guys? Um, Max actually came out with a post earlier today about sales reps and what's important to them and how to really enable new reps to succeed. And he worked with our CRO on basically outlining what's important here. And Max, if you actually want to pull it up just yeah. for the visual side of things. Um, I have a few bones to pick with it, but I was curious how you actually got to this point based on this really pyramid here. Yeah, for sure. So I think, you know, we sat down for a solid like 45 minutes just talking. The initial call was not to do this exercise. The initial call is to figure out like, okay, what does Nate want to see out of our team? What kind of things that we need to put in place to make the team more successful? You know, we're doubling SDR size over the next year. And then obviously going into Q4 will be, you know, close to 2, 2.5 X bigger. So we need to figure out what kind of things we need to put in place. So that was the purpose of the call. Um, really there wasn't much in place. We're kind of building out a solid structure. And then we kind of just impromptu went into this, you know, exercise. Um, and he called it kind of like the food triangle is, is what he called it at first, because if you've ever seen those triangles where it's like, okay, what's your base, like food, what are the, what's your, your building block of food. And then you go up the triangle and based on health and stuff like that. So that's kind of where he got it from. Um, he's kind of like, all right, Max, like you're an SDR, you're an AE, like what were some of the things that you cared about? Some of the things that made you successful and let's try and see if we can fit that so we can actually make you a better leader and, and kind of understand what your reps are thinking. Because I was having a hard time conceptualizing what each rep was thinking because every rep's different. So we kind of went through this exercise. We started with the bedrock. He was like, all right, what's the first thing that you ask about or think about when you're a rep? So I was like, compensation. That's the first thing that I asked about. That's the first thing that most people ask about is like, okay, how much money am I going to make? What are my accelerators? What's my quota? How far do I have to go over to make X? You know, and so that was kind of just the baseline that I put down was compensation. Next thing I kind of thought about was, all right, when I first started out in software sales, what was like my onboarding process? What did it look like? What were the first few things that I started to do? And that was systems. So tools, learning lead lists, learning how to build out lead lists, prospecting lists, stuff like that. And understanding, you know, what our tech stack looked like, just getting a very basic knowledge of it, like nothing serious. It's not like a huge piece, but just having enough of a, uh, a wrap around how do I use this stuff so I can leverage it moving forward. So later down the line, I don't have to worry about this stuff. It's just second nature and it's just there. Um, then I kind of went into understanding the messaging. So this was a kind of a big piece for me. I wanted to understand and I don't mean the company messaging. I don't mean like, what's our brand? What's our, you know, little slogan. That's not the messaging. I mean, I meant like what kind of language are top reps using when they're objection handling, what kind of value props are they using to connect to uh, a pain that a client has? So I wanted to understand how to articulate each, you know, piece with the pain that was being brought up by the prospect. So that was the next part. And I didn't want to just know what the reps were saying so I could memorizing it, memorize it. But I actually wanted to understand what it meant when they were saying those things. Because if I can memorize it, that's fine. But if I don't understand why they're being used and why it's being said in this specific scenario, then it's just not going to work out that well for me. Uh, the next piece, and this is a huge portion, is training. So, you know, I said this in my post, you know, my blog post on the website is like, not all companies offer sales training. You know, I'm not going to take it for granted. We had some of that. Um, we had some really good reps like yourself, Luke, like Patrick, 
when Joey came on, you know, a few different people at the company that were super helpful. And this was a big portion. Like sometimes reps are not as open. They're kind of like stuck in their ways. They don't want to learn. But that was something that I always just threw out the window threw my ego to the side. Training was a huge portion. So that's just kind of a basic piece that I put in there. Um, next was team environment slash mentorship. This goes into a little bit of the training aspect uh, as well. This kind of goes back to like learning from you, learning from Patrick, learning from a few other reps um, that were really successful. Uh, one key thing I put in the blog post was though, you know, you're not, mentors are not just going to come up to you and say, Hey, I want to mentor you unless there's an incentive for them to do so. You kind of have to go and search them out and build rapport, build a friendship with them. So they actually care about your development. Um, that's not something that's going to happen just out, you know, randomly. It's something that you're going to actually have to pursue. Um, the next piece was personal development. Um, so this was a kind of a big portion for me. I kind of stayed away from the training aspect for this and more towards the mental side. For me, at least, um, sales is a large mental game. It was kind of like sports for me. There are some portions where, you know, the stress becomes involved. How do I manage my stress? How do I manage the emotions that are going through my head if I'm having a bad week or a bad month or a bad quarter? Like, how do I figure out how to deal with that stuff? And how do I actually become a better person mentally, physically, all those things moving forward so that when I come to those hard points along the path that I can actually overcome them, I'm not just going to quit. Um, so that was kind of a piece and using that curiosity that you have as a salesperson to really figure out what are the things that are in myself that I need to work on and why are those things that I need to work on them. Um, so just being curious and just kind of developing yourself as you go along, you know, making sure that you're not only becoming a better salesperson, but mentally you're becoming just healthier and, and figuring out yourself and being really self-aware. Um, the next piece was understanding my why, like, why am I doing this? Why am I here? Um, this was actually a big, I don't know if you remember this, Luke, but like my second or third month, we had a conversation around just this, like, why am I here? Am I here for money? Am I here for, you know, building a project? Am I here for an experience? Like, why am I here? Because when you start to go through those really rough patches as a salesperson and things are tough, then you might just quit if there's not a real reason why you're doing this stuff. You know, if it really is for the money, then, you know, then it really is for the money. You need to be positive about that. But if it's really for the experience, then you need to be sure that's why. If it's just a loosey reason and you're here just because you ended up here and you don't really care that much about it, then you'll probably just end up quitting and not want to do it. And that doesn't go for sales. That goes for everything. Like, that's what happened to me in sports. You know, I got to a certain point and I was like, man, like, my why is just not that strong. I want to do something else. And I changed career paths. Like, that was just what it was. Justin can probably relate to that too. Um, kind of a similar path there. Um, and then the last part was appreciation. I had difficulty figuring out what the point was. And this is definitely something that can be debated. This is very like uh, a subjective. This is my personal opinion. This is just kind of like icing on the cake um, for me. Uh, a thing that I always appreciated, especially when I got like props from you, Luke, because, you know, you trained me so much and put a lot into me. So whenever like I closed the deal or something that popped into sales wins and you hit me up on the side, like in a DM on Slack, you're like, yo, good job on that deal. Or like a sales leader, like a director of sales or like someone like Troy, who's our director of sales, hit me up and says, good job. You know, you're crushing it. Good month. Things like little things like that were just made me feel better feel more confident, like, okay, I'm on the right track. I'm doing good at my job. Um, and it was kind of just icing on the cake and helped me push me over the edge uh, and trying to, you know, go over quota or really exceed and hit accelerators, um, you know, whether I was an SDR and AE. So that was kind of just icing on the cake for me. Um, but that's kind of like my general gist. Obviously, it's pretty subjective. It's going to 
transfer from rep to rep, but I wanted to have some kind of a system that I could look at and kind of relate this to the reps that work for me and kind of understand what their thinking is. Um, but feel free to pick it apart now because I know you guys might want to. I do have a couple of thoughts, but I'm curious. Yeah. It sounds like, Max, you built this thing to help us scale. How do we get new reps involved? What's important to them? And how do we make them successful? And so I do have a couple of things to pick apart, but Justin, you're a new rep. And I think this is your first sales job where you're doing right now at Biz Equity. How would you stack this up? Yeah, so um, I generally agree with this. Um, you know, for the compensation aspect, um, you know, SDRs usually make the same amount of money across the country. Um, usually a base and then some sort of uh, commission based on the amount of demos you book. Uh, so that was kind of more towards the bottom of my pyramid because I knew that, you know, there's an industry standard for that position. Um, and then for the systems, you know, like, like we've talked about in the past, um, uh, this is my first sales job. So I didn't really know like the proper tools or systems in place. Uh, but, you know, now that I do have knowledge of like the sales loss, the Zoom info, stuff like that, um, that's definitely something I'd want to bring up in a future position if I did want to pursue that. Um, and yeah, working your way up the, the triangle, understanding the message. So uh, that's something I actually asked about when I was interviewing for these positions. So like kind of what's the product, what's the value prop, you know, how receptive are people hearing to this product? Um, and then training was something I also wanted to bring up because like, uh, like I said, it was my first sales job, didn't have any prior sales experience. I worked for a financial advisor. So I kind of asked them, you know, hey, like, am I going to get trained here? Uh, so that was definitely more important than the compensation for me because I actually wanted to learn a skill um, and actually gain experience in that. Um, and the team environment, um, it's kind of weird because I haven't physically met anyone that I work with. Uh, I know that you guys worked in the office together, uh, you know, before COVID happened. So you did have some camaraderie there. Uh, but for me, I haven't met anyone. It's all through Zoom, all through meetings online. Um, so it's maybe a little bit different than what you have, but I definitely have some people I can go to, um, especially our CRO. He's kind of a uh, hands-on in the approach that he has with us. Um, he likes to send text messages to us um, almost every day, just kind of like tips and stuff, emails. Uh, so there is some of that. Um, and then working my way up the triangle for development, why, and appreciation. Um, I think I would put that in that order as well. Uh, for the personal development aspect, I'm always trying to get better each and every day. You know, if I do make a mistake on the phone or I slip up, I kind of try to, you know, think about what I did wrong, how I can improve for next time. Uh, so that's definitely up there. Um, for understanding my why, at first, I didn't even know if I wanted to get in sales. So this was kind of like an experiment to me at first. So I, my first why was, do I want to be in sales? Do I like this? Uh, so, and then as I started doing it, I'm like, you know, I'm pretty, I think I have the good personality for it. I have a good mindset for it. I'm, I seem to be doing pretty well. Uh, so now I think, especially during this month, I'm kind of trying to understand my why more, you know, am I here for the money? Am I here for the experience? Stuff like that. So that's something I'm still actively pursuing. But appreciation, I think is number one for me because, um, you know, my first month I had an incredible month and uh, there were a couple email chains between um, myself, the CRO and the CEO where he was like, hey, Justin's, you know, crushing it. This like, like this is amazing. We haven't seen an SDR do this in the past. Um, and then he would also send me text messages saying, you know, hey, keep pushing the pace. Don't let anyone catch you. Uh, so it's kind of good, like pat on the back to kind of give me the motivation to keep going and keep pushing the numbers. Uh, but overall, I think this triangle for me, at least at this point, um, it's pretty accurate to what I believe. Okay. And yeah, it's different for each person. That's very subjective here and that's 
really the I think the core issue I have with this is it's so subjective. Why are we trying to organize exactly how it looks? Because when we talk to anyone new, Max, any potential customer, any potential new hire, are they buying into our product or our company based on the systems compensation or the uh, team environment that we have? Or is it for the reasons they have that we need to uncover? Yeah, I mean, I'd say generally it's the reasons they have that we need to uncover. Like <clears throat> the biggest piece for me is, okay, every single rep is different. What are the things that I need to keep in mind? I'm not saying when I'm looking at a rep, this is what they need to conform to, but those are the things that were important to me. So, you know, if appreciation is at the bottom of the triangle, compensation is at the top for somebody, at least I know that those are variables that are involved is my point. So like, yeah, we can definitely debate the areas in which these sit. Uh, maybe systems shouldn't even be in there. Um, but I think you're right in terms of, yeah, it's more of we need to uncover what kind of drives them. But then I also think there are a couple factors in this triangle here that are just required. Uh, in order to succeed. Absolutely. And that's why I would actually drop understanding their why to the base level. Why are you even talking to us? What are you trying to get out of this? Is this just a nine to five so you can cash a check? Are you trying to learn a new skill? Is, are you trying to climb the ladder into a leadership role? What are you trying to do? It's the same thing that you'd be asking to a prospect during a sale. And I don't know if you guys have ever watched The Princess Bride, but uh, I'm sure that there's a line in there. Life is pain, Highness. Anyone who tells you otherwise is trying to sell something. And it's true. Life is pain and life is sales. Bottom line. So you need to uncover what their pain is and if this is the right fit for them. So one thing I would drop down is just understanding their why. Mm -hmm. Putting it at the very bottom because we're not dealing with numbers on a spreadsheet. We're not just dealing with names in a database. And that's something I think that gets lost cross sales. So we're dealing yeah. with individuals and people who, when it comes down to it, are the ones who are making the decisions, who are the ones who are purchasing and who either the service, the job, the product is going to impact directly and where they are just to provide that and help guide them. Am I off on any of that? No, I don't think so. I think when looking at this triangle, this is very, you know, obviously positioned to myself. Um, when I look at these, these top pieces here, these top three are like my, in terms of priority uh, of becoming successful, these are the things that I put at the top for myself. Um, and then these bottom three here, understanding the messaging system and systems and compensation, those are the basics that I need to either know or understand. So that's kind of like where my thinking was on this. I think when I'm coming at this from like a leadership standpoint, you're exactly right. This gets flipped. You know what I mean? So probably understanding their why is even more important than appreciation uh, from a leadership standpoint, because then, I under, then I'll understand actually how to give them appreciation, how to make them feel appreciated. Um, but yeah, I definitely agree with you. Understanding the why is probably the most important. So in either case, understanding the why's probably should go at the, the bottom there. Yeah, I agree with that. Which, 
it's uh, this whole pyramid's kind of based on why you want to be there. Like Luke said, do you want to just cash a check for a nine to five job? Do you want to gain a skill? Yeah. Uh, so the why is kind of built from, a, or the rest of this is built from the why, which is uh, something I agree with. Yeah. I think my overall messaging that I was trying to get across with this too, in that blog post was like the overall or the overarching message was like, be self-aware under like my thing that I always tell people when, when they're learning how to do cold calls for the first time is like, I have a very unique personality on the phone and I have a script that may not fit everyone's you know taste. Like Luke knows this well. I always <laughs> tell them do what makes you the most comfortable because what made me comfortable is not what's going to make you comfortable. Like even Justin and I've known each other for a long time and he knows that there are things that I'll do that other people aren't, you know, necessarily comfortable doing. Um, so make sure you're comfortable on the phone because I always say that translates over to uh, what prospects are hearing that confidence level. Um, so it's just being self-aware. Like that was the overarching message. Just be self-aware what's important to you and kind of pick and choose the things like steal some things from this triangle that will help you. Um, moving forward, don't take everything because this is very unique to myself. Um, and that was kind of more of the overarching message that I was trying to get, but yeah, definitely understanding their why, um, is close to being the number one, if not the number one. So yeah, you're probably right on that side. And I think just taking a step further back, it comes at this from perspective. It seems mm -hmm. like you were building this from yourself and being an SDR, being an AE, what's important to you going into a company. Now, the funny thing about triangles is if you flip this thing upside down, it becomes a funnel. What's sales built on? Funnels. Funnels. So if we look at this and change the perspective, it becomes the perspective from the hiring side and a sales funnel of applicants, which you flip it over, appreciation, understanding their why becomes sitting at the top here. Understanding yeah. their why, how they're going to be appreciated, and then the standard things, compensation systems, tools. And the big thing you mentioned earlier is not what's the messaging that marketing puts out. We automate, yeah. we streamline, we're a global platform. We have proprietary APIs. Nobody knows what half that crap means. And more importantly, nobody cares. What's the problem we're trying to solve? Are you dealing with sales cycles that are too long? Do you not have a predictable way to close? Is your forecasting off? And do you not have an easy way to do business with customers? Those are all the high level pains that you need to understand. Yeah. And just like spin selling, those are the impacts. You take a step back, you look at the pains, start causes a lot of wasted time, errors in the system. How does that affect the business? You drop that down to the base level, which is the situation. Just for Panadoc, sounds like you're using Word, DocuSign, PDFs, and you have multiple tools to balance. You just can't get anywhere with them because it's taking away time from talking with the customers, which seems to be the main impact you want to get to so you can drive more business. Um, yep. So that I love this, and I think we're off on perspectives because if you flip this mm -hmm. thing over, it becomes a hiring funnel for leadership. Yeah. Yeah, I have, a, I have a point to add. Mm -hmm. So uh, maybe, Max, you said you built this kind of for you. Maybe for the yeah. newer SDRs or newer AEs in your company, um, maybe you can kind of pull these apart and have them build their own triangle so you kind of understand them better as an individual. 
you know, for some people, maybe appreciation's at the top. So that's someone that you may want to, you know, spend some more time on giving appreciation to when they do do well. Uh, but others, maybe compensation's at the top and they're going to be yeah. more driven by money. And, you know, you can kind of have that in the back of your head as that's something that drives them. So I think this could be built out for a more individual basis like it did for you. Uh, but there's definitely value in kind of having some sort of structure like this to understand the individual. Yeah. Yeah. My overall goal was to have some kind of structure that I could look at because, you know, when you first go into a leadership role that you've never been in before, especially when you're managing reps who could be close to a decade older than you, I want to make sure that my processes and my structure for my thinking is very well laid out. So going into those one-on-ones, going into those sales leadership calls internally, like I have a good idea of how things need to be run. Um, So my overall goal was to figure out, okay, what kind of structure can I have? And then it just turned out that, you know, this is something that we can debate and we can, I mean, we can literally sit down, pull all of these apart and do podcasts on each, each and every single one. I think a huge one that we'll probably talk about next is understanding the messaging, because what I wanted to make clear is when I say understanding the messaging, it's not about what marketers are saying. No one cares, sorry, marketers, but no one really cares, especially salespeople, what the marketers are putting out. What I really was trying to talk about was what are the impacts? What are the features? What are the value props that we can put with those? And how do you articulate that in a sales call? So understanding the messagings that that top reps are using on their calls. So you can actually become a more predictable closer when it comes to this stuff. Um, But yeah, you're exactly right, Justin. I think that's actually a good exercise. And the whole point was to have a structure. And quick question there. Is it structure for the sake of structure? Or is this a way where you can use structure to open you up? So that way you can actually listen and absorb and figure out what's different with each situation you come across. Yeah, I, I think it's structure in ways to open you up. That's exactly right. And that, that's actually a good point. When I was doing this exercise with Nate, it was unbelievably uncomfortable for me. Like extremely <laughs> uncomfortable. Like it was one of those situations, like, I don't know if you remember back in the day when you were doing some sales training with me, you put me in some situations that were uber uncomfortable. Um, And it was just like, he was just sitting there listening to me thinking out loud and then giving points every once in a while. So it was just like, I think for him, like if I think about it from his perspective, it was opening me up so he could sit and listen and understand, just like you said. So it's a structure for opening people up and as well as myself. So I can actually listen to what they have to say. And it's a good structure for that. It's not structure for the sake of structure. It's structure for the sake of actually figuring out what each rep cares about. So I can actually sit back and listen uh, and, and kind of figure out what, what is different from each rep to each rep. But yeah, you're right on that point. And that's a good point to bring up too, because it's important. And understanding them. It's not so much that you can understand them. If you can understand what their goal is, that's great. But if you get them to open up and be uncomfortable with what they're putting out there, whose idea is it? Is it your idea or are they coming up with what's important to them, thus taking ownership of it and they're selling themselves on the idea, which at the end of the day is what gets deals done and makes us predictable. Yep. Yep. And that's exactly what you did when we did training when I first started in sales. Like you had all the answers that I was looking for, but you refused to give them to me. It was, I had to come up with them first because then that gave ownership to myself. It's like, okay, I'm the one coming up with these answers. So, you know, I'm going to buy into them more because they're mine. 
So that's a, you know, exactly right. And that, that's how it works on demos too. You know, you try to get people to think of, you know, when you ask a, an impact question, like how's this going to help your business? I know how it's going to help their business because I know what PandaDoc does. But when they tell me, they believe it because they said it. So, yeah, I mean, that's a huge piece. That might be the biggest piece that was said on this on this little podcast here. I think that's that's a huge portion of that. Awesome. Let's make it predictable to close and keep it simple on the prospecting side so customers and prospects can come with ideas on their own. Thanks for hosting us, Max. Yeah, 100%. Thanks, guys. Thank you.